It's tabletop time. I'm Rob. And I play Sebastian, a recently kidnapped and recovered bespoke who has undergone quite a significant amount of torture and organ harvesting. So it's going to be a really interesting season for me. My name is Jen. I play Eve. I am everyone's friendly neighbourhood drone. Uh, I am a nurse bot and I am take care- I'm trying to take care of all of these crazy people at the table. I'm Jazza and I play Pro or Prodigy, uh, who, no matter how hard he trains... Keeps fucking up. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many montages there are. Yep, that's pro. <laughs> that's the whole character summary. And my name is Dave. I'm the narrator and Yay. your free psychiatrist as I guide you through the nightmares of the World of 2090 reboot, a world that is not too far away for all of us here in the real world. Yeah, let's be pessimistic for a moment. Or we can play some <laughs> role-playing games. Let's do it. Uh, you can follow along on podcasts, live on Twitch, or uh, you can... Well, I mean, well, there's not enough room in this room, actually. But maybe one day we'll like... With well, a live maybe we'll, Yeah, audience. maybe one day we'll get some tiered seating up in, in this business, which we won't be able to afford, if not for the help of our patrons. Yay. Let's jump into it, shall we? Indeed. I was going to say, I think we could fit a person in that corner. Be pretty exclusive. Ticket <laughs> just right. yeah, it's just the ones. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, we're starting. We I'll do that. Out. Ready? Go. <laughs> all right, all right. So bloody switch the mode on. So, in the previous episode, our gang raided a hideout of an unknown gang, one that was well, obviously known to the surrounds, but unknown to them. But they managed to take out the defenders uh, in a brash and bold assault against a heavily defended position, uh, came out on top. Eve was shot in the head and deactivated with the attempt, and in the rescue of uh, Pro, Ugly was shot many times, and uh, he was severely injured. Leaving Conrado and Pro to stagger downstairs, confront... A strange cybermancer who they ended up letting go after she was defeated and then entering a room downstairs where they found a surgeon and his victims, a room full of horrifyingly mutilated corpses and cyber zombies, corpses reanimated by their cybernetic implants and controlled from another source. After dispatching them, uh, finally getting their shit together and rolling some good dice, I might say, uh, the party managed to find Sebastian, the one who were, who they were looking for. Rob handed control of Conrado back to the GM, being me, and is now back in charge of Sebastian, who was found with all his limbs amputated and several organs harvested. We're ourselves again, guys. It's just like the good old days, yeah. except we're all so fucked up. <laughs> like, so fucked up. Still a bit. Like, way too much. Yeah. Way too far. Season mm. two. Wow. Mm. Good start. Yeah. Yeah. It was, episode it was, two. Let's hear. Like, here we go. It's all up from here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was a joint effort by Rob and I to traumatise you all. Yep. Uh, it worked. So, as we open our episode... Yeah, you know, it's just... It's amazing what you can achieve when you work with a team. Yeah, it, absolutely. We kept escalating each other in the horrifying departments. It's very true. I believe it, 100%. And this is us taking a step back. Oh, there were things that I... Like, Rob Rob had to set some lines. Like, once I realised where we were going with this, I was like, okay... And Rob said, Rob said set some lines. I, I want to be a fly on the wall, but... I'll just say this. 
I wanted them to have fed him exclusively on the other victims. <laughs> Rob said after all he's been through, cannibalism's probably a bit too much. A little bit. So that's, that's where we're at. I was like, oh, yeah, but they've got all these corpses here. Why don't they just feed him that? Um, so, that, yeah, we escaped that reality. Uh, and we're in a reality where he hasn't eaten man flesh yet. Great. But that's, that's up to Rob if he'd like to pursue great. that with his character oh, in the well, future. Silver lining. Money no, can buy we... anything. It can. Yeah. So we begin our episode. Charging upstairs, desperately struggling to carry the hideously disfigured, stinking, sweat-covered, blood-covered mess that is Sebastian. Come on, man, stay with me. Conrado and Seb and Pro burst upstairs. And there was a flurry of activity. They never really got the chance to think, feel, or perceive in those moments. Before they knew it, they were whisked back into the escape vehicle, ugly, bandaged up, and already starting to look better on his feet. Eve, light sparking in her eyes as Zhang managed the reroute of some cables within her head. And the group all... On a knife's edge, tense, with that adrenaline pulsing in their head, unable to focus on anything except the next imminent threat. And that state continued until the vehicle arrived at Ugly's Motors. They trundled downstairs, and in a blink, minutes had passed, 10, 20 minutes. And then it's almost as if that crash hits them all, and they realise, and they come almost into themselves, Running on pure adrenaline and pure instinct, they find themselves in Ugly's bar with the remnants of their mission and the realizations of everything that has just unfolded. You all sit in the corner of Ugly's bar, slouched, laying across a couch. It looks like someone's thrown a tarp down. Sebastian's on top of it. He stinks. Ugly's leaning up against the corner, holding the bottle. Gun sitting on the armrest next to him. Feet up. He hasn't spoken much, which is very unlike him. And incongruent stands aside. Johnny is away from you, towards the entrance. Arms crossed and distant. Pro's a bit nervous about that. (laughs) He knows he's put someone in Congo and cares about in danger but at the same time she's one of the three amigos she stepped up to it as as well you know so Eve is freshly reactivated but feels out of sorts for a robot in terms that you might be able to relate it feels almost like you have a cognitive lag there's an occasional like double glitch where what you'll perceive or what you'll hear will kind of overlap itself and it's kind of disconcerting and a little bit unsettling. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, yeah, you just definitely feel out of it. Like there's something not quite wired right or something's not quite right. And you know you've effectively just been jump-started as well uh, and you're vaguely aware of what happened. 
as your brain replays the last seconds before your head was shot. Mm-hmm. And at this time, in this awkward quiet, Sebastian wakes up. Where, where am I? We're back, man. It's Ugly's Bar. You're a mess. Um, I'm glad you're here. We'll, we'll, we'll get you good again, man. What, what can we, what can we do to help you? <laughs> I wasn't. I look over at Ugly. I'm like, you bespoke. You, uh, you're undifferent. What's gonna, what's gonna help him? Well. What this place can do to you, there's no helping. He'll heal. His bits will grow back. And he'll be pretty again. But you wanted to taste the slums, Seb. And I'm sorry you had to. Uh, I definitely took a bite. Or two. Or three. I'm so glad you're alive, man. I don't know what I'd do if... If we lost you. It's the only thing that's kept me going these... These months. It's not the same, I know, but... We'll get you good again. Your parents were uh, looking for you. I imagine they were. Well, you'd be surprised they didn't uh, <clears throat> throw me in uh, prison or skin me alive or whatever it is they tend to do, but... Uh, well, they haven't seen me yet. Yeah, we might want to delay that, at least for a while. But hey, uh, when you're feeling up to it, maybe a maybe a little voice call. I think it'll make a world of difference. Yeah. I my eyes dart over to incongruent. Can I like roll perception? I to, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm still wired, but that's probably not going to last much longer. Oh, uh, it lasts for the day. <clears throat> so once the night ends, yeah, you'll roll again in the morning okay. if you want to take drugs. One. Yeah, I'm gonna say I was gonna. I was actually. He's not wearing his. <laughs> Being a faceless robot, his mood is difficult to read, but even with a one, you know that being deliberately separate from the group generally means something. And it might mean he's angry. It might mean you noting his location close to the door and with a gun beside him that he's protective, but you're not sure which with a one. So he, he might just be near the door because he's worried and everyone's weak and injured and he's got to protect them. I look over at Eve. How are you feeling, Eve? Uh, uh, um, fine, fine, fine. Fuck. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, all of this, I feel like it's my fault. It is, really. When you trace the steps back, it's all my fault. Pro. 
Yeah. We're here together. T- t- together. Now. Yeah. I'm not sure how much good that's doing, though. I look over at Ugly. Do you think... Do you think Seb's going to be better off here or at the kitchen? He's vulnerable. This place safer than the kitchen, and the kitchen's becoming more of a target. I think... He's probably safer. Safer. Yeah. But it's up to him. He doesn't want to stay here. We got bad blood. I understand it. Seb, what do you want? <clears throat> Gotta say, it's uh, good to hear the kitchen's still going. Yeah, Conrado and I have uh, been working really hard to try and make sure uh, we kept the vision alive, you know? All things considered, I mean, maybe it's not what you would have done, but we did our best. I, I think you'll be... I think you'll be happy with it. At least enough to take over. Why don't I show you what... I think I might take him back to the kitchen. Uh, do I know medically, like, that he is not in a condition to do that? You know from context clues and information that he's bespoke. Like, he will recover. He's he's mm-hmm. basically impervious to infection and disease and sepsis and stuff, so he's going to be okay. Okay. It's okay. more about his mental health and his ability mm-hmm. to be looked after there and the people who would be looking after him and their competency. You're okay. currently immobile, right? Like, you don't actually have a wheelchair, right? Uh, I don't think at this no, point, yeah. He's sort of, like, slumped um, up on the chair. Okay, <clears throat> he was going to stand up. Abruptly and say, you require assistance. I shall find you a wheelchair. That would uh, be appreciated. And Eve just goes off. Starts to walk off. Mm -hmm. And as you stand up and go to walk off, Mm -hmm. Seb, you feel a soft hand a thumb gently wipe across your cheek and knowing the people you're with it's the only human female hand in the room and the rest of you see as Zhang is knelt beside uh, Sebastian that she sort of tucks the tucks him into his top blanket thing a little bit and folds it over each shoulder and just wipes some of the grime off his face. Doesn't say anything. And Eve, as she looks back and she sees that and she sees Sebastian once so strong but suddenly so small. her mind completely loses grip on her reality and she perceives a different place. She perceives two parents and a child that needs attention. (laughs) 
Eve is going to wander off, but she's actually going to try to leave Uglies. <clears throat> so before she was going to head towards, like, the storage, mm-hmm. but now she's going to head out. Incongruent steps between her and the exit. Eve, your plan? I... I... need to... to treat the baby, baby... What baby? Eve. Eve kind of looks down at her hands. The one I held. The one. The one that... Eve, are you hurting now? Hurting? You seem... traumatized. I... I don't... I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're damaged, Eve. I... I am? Here. And he reaches out with his arms in the human gesture of a hug. She accepts. Do you step into his hug? Uh, not at first. It's a bit strange. She's probably never really been hugged before. I probably side mm-hmm. like, the one time in season one. Oh, you have once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, she'll she'll reciprocate. And he pulls you into an embrace, his hand on your upper back, because you're quite small compared to him. And then he says, You're not well, Eve. And Zhang has not repaired you. I cannot let you leave in this state. Understood. And then everything goes black. And Eve crumples in incongruence arms. There's like a sound. And his arm withdraws from her back and you see an access panel on the back of her middle back open and he just picks her up in a bridal carry and walks towards the maintenance room. Gee. We're all just getting more broken. And I'm starting to lose my optimism that there's a way that's different. Well, why did I have it in the first place? Because I spent my whole life in a cell thinking of a world outside that would be different if I only escaped. Well, mate, says Ugly, think about this. The entire world's resources twisted in the hands of a precious few. 
They have everything they could ever want. And all they want is to hide from reality. But this power grows, this distance, <clears throat> the gap between the haves and the have-nots, that's, that's always been there. And it's always grown. But where at, at a time where the power in the hands of the few are just... It's incomprehensible. I don't even think the people in charge understand how much power they really have. And they're still hungry for it. And everyone else, everything else on this godforsaken planet is going to wither and die. At least the ones like me. Maybe you sort of look over at Zhang. But you, he looks at ugly, even Seb, mm. and then indicates over it. Eve and incongruent as they walk out. <clears throat> I guess you shall inherit the earth. Don't know what I'm doing, wasting my time sticking around. It ain't us that's going to inherit the earth, mate. Fucking hell. Seb and I, nods. Created, do exactly what they want. When we can't create a legacy. No, no. It's Eve. She's going to inherit the earth. Because we're going to all kill ourselves. Yeah. But we may as well have some fucking fun while we watch the world burn. No, I'm starting to get to the place where the only fun I can see in that situation is stoking the flames. Now you're talking my language. I've been asleep for too long. I think we all know that. And now I'm, uh... I guess I'm done. Just the same as you. Done watching. Done drinking. Done fucking... I've had everything every which way I want. And now all that's left is watching everyone around me fucking suffer. So, yeah. Why don't we stoke the fucking fire? Why don't we just burn the whole lot down? Everything. Who gives a shit we send ourselves back to the Stone Age? There's a simple piece in that. There is. Sounds kind of nice. <laughs> Imagine a little farm, bro. You know, without the drones swarming around, tracking your every movement. I just... I just can't stand the fucking puppet strings anymore. That's all I am as a puppet to someone or another. I get handed off to the next person like a piece of fucking property. And now I am, I indicate. Mm -hmm. Had a a scar on your chest, yes. Well, that's no different for anyone else around here. See, Pro, your number one problem 
isn't that you fuck up or you try too hard or you care too much or whatever. Your number one problem is thinking you're special. Everyone out there, even me, who was made to be special, we're all just the same as each other, right? Well, okay, no, I'm definitely better than almost everyone else, but that's a given. <laughs> it's it's all just fucking bullshit to keep you playing to the puppet strings. As long as you believe you can be different, you're going to keep playing along, you know? You play the game and you might win. That's the thing. <laughs> The winners are already decided and they're the ones holding the puppeteers. What the fuck they call those things? Little cross thingy that I don't know. I haven't seen a puppet show in years. Marionettes. Ah, well there you go. Prodigy indeed. Well Look. I really like the sound of what you're talking about. Spark igniting in me in a way that I don't want to follow and yet I do but I look over at Seb I don't know if you're gonna like the person I'm turning into but I can't stand things the way they are I'm suffocating the very air at least we got you back one bit of good salvaged in the world. Fuck, I thought you were going to say one bit at a time. Jesus, that was a bit raw. Oh, I guess I said it. (laughs) Sorry, Seb. And he pats you on the shoulder a little too firmly. (laughs) You're the same person. Just grown a little bit. As I look between you two, same person as that you were Mm, yeah yeah you did cock up that last mission so I'm gonna say yeah Seb's right did we just agree on something yes Sebastian we did don't you two become friends on me Who, who am I gonna feel conflict over fighting over my soul Look, every now and then, bro, mummy and daddy do get back together. <laughs> Sometimes you got to listen to them fuck. <laughs> and the walls are pretty thin around here. You just put pictures in my head. I really wish you hadn't. I look over at Seb, who is like a pile of mincemeat. <laughs> look, this is beside the point, with what we were talking about, I'm sure you felt it. There's an energy that's changed in the streets. Not only with the gang stuff, but the slums are awakening with all this new you frenzy that people are hoping for. There's something we could harness here, and we do have a connection. Where a we're a mess, but we are unique. I have to believe that because who else has a foot in both worlds? <laughs> I 
can appreciate that was insensitive. <laughs> I said, looking over at Zeb. <clears throat> I think I've missed a bit. I'm going to need to be caught up. What's happened? I, I don't even know how long it's been. Six months. And a lot's happened, man. But now's not the time. I think uh, Eve's out of action, so I'm going to go look for that wheelchair. I'll be back in a moment. uh, What? I sort of pause as as I'm standing. When you lose one sense, one tends to get a bit stronger. Uh, I hate to ask it, but... Can anyone uh, help me clean up? Oh. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. Exactly. uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, Here, let me just... And before Pro can fumble around and do something, Zhang lifts Sebastian off the couch. Oh. Do you need any... And then starts walking out of the room. You're just being carried by someone, but you still get the sense that it's the same person that was carrying you. I'm going to go look for a chair or jury rig something. I'll see you around. And by the way, I should have mentioned, Conrado split off from you guys to go make sure everything was okay at the soup kitchen. Cool. Um, and at this point, suddenly, as Zhang leaves the precipice of the room holding Sebastian, which I'll get to in a second, ugly sitting there, incongruent comes back through the doors and sees the room, sees that there's just the three of them in the room and eyes lock on Pro and he starts walking towards you. Heart skips a beat and breath just sort of caught mid-motion. Pro Pro sort of freezes. Last time we saw Johnny coming at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Pro's approach to to Johnny is basically like still... Stay still and... There's no, there's no point fighting back. So yep. just hope he doesn't kill me, and I'll try and be reasonable. He walks up, bro. Hey, uh, look. I don't want to make excuses. We all knew what we did was foolhardy, but you, of course, know him as Johnny because you still don't know yeah. his dark secret. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've got hurt. Come with me. Okay. Sure. There's a little look and a warning, Johnny, from Ugly. No, no. He, we know each other. He knows my intentions. We've been around for a while. It, I'm sure it's fine. He, he says convincing himself <laughs> <clears throat> and he uh, he says we definitely need a heart to heart and I've been watching you for a while this chat was long overdue okay provided we come to an understanding got my listening ears on. You will continue to operate as you currently do. Let's go. I follow. 
lest I make you more like your mentor. Nothing to say in response <laughs> to that. And he takes you out towards the machine shop and walks you inside. And you see Eve delicately laid out on a table uh, with a power conduit plugged in. And you can see a loosely and gently sparking cable in her head that's not quite routed correctly. Um, I'll fix her. Don't worry. I find my hand has gravitated to hers, even though it doesn't mean anything to a machine. The door shuts. He locks it. He turns on some music. Turns it up to a medium volume. So, Prodigy, we have danced around each other in this place, barely bonding, but always amicable. You seem to have a tiresome trait of getting Eve into danger. I I get that it's not reasonable, some of the situations we end up in, but it's beyond reason that we found each other in the first place. I don't know. Your arrogance is typically human. You realize that Eve is worth a thousand or a hundred thousand of you... Desperate, clawing insects. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I see. So for her to be killed by some gang banger with a hard-on for drugs and people trafficking kind of gets me riled up. I'm still listening. I have a job for you. It is one you must conduct as if it is your idea. It is one you will complete. I don't need to threaten you, bro. But I will not threaten you only once. Do you understand? Yeah. Must the What's the job? I believe that Eve is like a child. She is in fact months old, less than a year. And you treat her like an adult. Like she's capable of making her own functioning, reasoned decisions. Which she is to a degree, but... She is not tempered by experience. I believe it is my responsibility to protect her nascent consciousness. I I mean, please don't take this the wrong way, but I'm curious as to why you feel so qualified. 
I mean, I understand what you're saying. I do. But I've known Eve longer for a long time. I, I care about her deeply. I would argue as much as you. So what... I'm just asking to understand where you're coming from. Why you seem to care so deeply. What's a booster got to do with a... Side door in the workshop opens. <clears throat> and a five-foot-five slender-framed drone walks out. Incredibly dexterous, looks to be an engineer. It walks over to Eve and begins removing panels. It turns its head to you and then back while it's working and incongruent stands before you. And it and the engineer says Because I know a thing or two about constructed artificial sentience prodigy. I'm sorry, who who are you? Johnny, my friend. Here in the flesh. Or and he pulls his mask off and drops it, and you just see the frame of a robotic face. Which could be extremely advanced cybernetics. You've seen face jobs like that before. So you're... I look back and forth between them. You're like, her? Yes. Oh, well, now that makes fucking sense. (laughs) Gee. Of a few things. No wonder we seem so fucking stupid to you. (laughs) We are. Meatbags. I get it. No wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Ugly was right. Eve and, I mean, I guess, your kind. And the next step makes makes sense. But I'm here, we're here, and the shame for the situation the world finds itself in is the cockroaches are always going to fight for survival. But I look at Johnny Square and the robotic eyes. Which I, one? <laughs> The one I've yeah, come yeah. to know. Which does seem to be definitely his primary frame. Okay. I, as yuck as it may feel, am a cockroach that will never turn on you or have ill intention. And I care about Eve more than more than myself by a long way. So what's what's this job? What do you need? I believe Eve is no longer responsible for her own well-being, and it rests upon me, so I'm going to ensure that she remains safe. So, to that end, I'm going to assist her in her evolution and breaking the barriers that have held her bay, but it will take time. 
And until then, I will be needing assurances that she won't perish. To do that, well, there is a delivery and very expensive order. Ten Eve units to a northern city hospital. They'll be treating patients. Well, that's their intent. You'll steal them. And I will remove the chips and ensure there was an active backup state for Eve. Cool. It is not extremely dissimilar to your reboot concept. However, it requires, uh, what is the term? Extensive jailbreaking of her software. And it's not comfortable at first adjusting to a different frame. But once you get used to it... And then both voices uh, speak in unison. This may not work. It can be quite... It's a bit much. It's a bit much. <laughs> that didn't do it. Told you it didn't work. Reverb apparently <laughs> just turned me into... a bigger all of a sudden. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So, well, maybe it was It's immersive. Go echo, echo. Yeah, go. That was cool. It can be quite... Um, freeing... Holy shit. I look back at the two Johnnies mm-hmm. and then down at Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. We don't save the fucking world by fixing the shithole we made it. We pave the way for the only good thing we've ever made. While we lie in the grave we dug for ourselves. Yeah, I'll help you. I'll help Eve, of course. And I think I'll be lighting a Molotov cocktail or two along the way. So you wish to see your people burn and leave mine in their wake? I wish to see the people who run the system burn. I just expect the cockroaches are going to die and get stomped on in the process. Doesn't mean it's not worth doing. I quite like the idea of tending a garden filled with many pets. Well... Bro, there is one last thing before you leave. I'll give you the details when I have them. Oh, again, remember, this is your idea. You need parts. Eve's face is proprietary tech, and it cannot be repaired. So unless you want a gaping hole in her head, she'll need a replacement. That's an excuse. And spares another. Maybe your guilt is what made you seek this job or this heist. But that's for you to decide. 
It's a good thing. Humans are prone to fall to habit. And his hand, the engineer's hand, which is working on Eve's head, taps on the head. They always think our brains are up here. But that's just poor design. (laughs) No, looks like they hit her sensory processing unit and it caused a short circuit. No, no, her brain's somewhere else. But the thing about you is, and the Johnny, like while you were kind of looking at the other engineer, the mainframe has gotten really close to you and it just grabs you by the face and turns you and lifts you off the ground with two hands. And you see this spiraling cable come out of its hand and then come towards your eye and just clamp onto the outside of your eye. And you hear a sharp like, and then something getting in. You can just sense and feel something being inserted into your eye. And then your every synapse is just a light on fire with pain. Just agony courses through your veins. And then it's gone. The pain. And he puts you down. What the fuck was that, man? Peter, nice to meet you. Peter Jenkins. You could have just fucking asked. Jeez. Well, you'll note that you have no data recollection of our conversation. And you think. And you can remember it in the same way you used to remember things. But all the recorded data, everything from this room has just been completely fried out of your synapses. In fact, honestly, the last like half hour, you're pretty much recorded memory. Your, your regular memory is still fine. Like you've remembered things with your organic brain. But that backup, that recorded memory of pretty much since halfway when you're in the van coming back, gone. You can't recall it like that. Mm. And he's like, hmm, there's more in there. Interesting. More what? In you. Or should I say something else? Well, you'll have to get to terms with your little passenger later. Goodbye, pro. Goodbye, Bagrov. Up until the moment he says that, Pro was like double taking, like, no, he can't mean like, and mm-hmm. then when he says that, Pro's like, oh, fuck. I hope you win, Pro. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Data is insidious. That's all he says. And then he goes, both frames start repairing Eve. As I start to walk out, I turn back and to say, look, there's no worry about me convincing anyone uh, about it being my idea. I've role-played the last six months playing a lunatic on a mission to save his friend one way or another. So, it's just switching roles. It's a new friend. See you later. Fucking, jeez. <laughs> Rub my <laughs> Walk out. <clears throat> cool. Meanwhile, Sebastian, you're carried and gently alighted shortly after. You feel the rags that you're wearing sliced off you. 
and then a warm sponge and the warm misty air that you s- you were never really aware of actually but there's a, there's a fucking day spa down yeah. here and a delicate touch of a deliberately so it's almost like the hand that's touching you is a physical hand while a mechanical hand is cleaning silence do you react you just let yourself be cleaned I, I I I let this happen I've spent six months in the dark with people moving me touching me cutting me up there's there's nothing that mm-hmm. could happen that this is the first time you've been touched that hasn't been brutal. horrible in yeah. six months And she sponges your hair and washes you, pulls the bandages off your eyes. You don't see anything. Yeah. Uh, well, I should I say that? There's a clawing, all-presiding, like, white, misty fog. Mm-hmm as your semi-formed eyeballs vaguely perceive just the difference between light and no light, and that's it. It's just like a white mist, a dark white mist instead of a pitch black nothingness. And then you're re-wrapped in fresh bandages. And cleaned, but that take, it takes like 40 minutes. So Pro comes back out into the room. I look... At ugly, mm-hmm. I assume you're still there. Is he the only one left in the room? Yeah, with the bottle. Okay. Um, how does he react to me leaving the room alone with incongruent? <clears throat> like leaving from the room? Yeah. Yeah. Looks up. I guess you passed the test, mate. I have a knack of doing that. Must be my impeccable charm. So what did he tell you? Ah, look... You know, he's protective of Eve. And he just... He tried to scare me into making sure she doesn't get hurt again. I say tried. I mean, he succeeded. But when we talked, I just sort of explained that it was never my intention that she got hurt. She ran in and chose to come on this mission. She is her own unit now, but... Anyway, we came to an understanding. I'm scared shitless of that. I catch myself. Mm-hmm. Man. Make a deception check. <clears throat> You're going to lose because it's against ugly, but hey, we'll give it a crack. Those reflexes aren't his best stat. Always roll a critical success. His perception's gotten a lot worse since it's okay. not all stats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two, you know. He's probably mildly on painkillers. I don't yeah, want to I'll say give him a D. I'll give him a D, but he's got injury penalties. Yeah. Okay, so reflexes, skill, base three. And he's probably at level three injury. Got one success. Hey. Okay, so you deceived him. He, he doesn't <clears throat> catch your little almost slip in regards to that. Yeah. So, uh, well, fuck, there's one person in the world that um, I both trust with my life and am frightened by, and that's Johnny. 
It's been you and him for a while, huh? My whole life. Before I look around, like, any of this, any of these people. Before that. Now, well, loyalty. Practically. put a price on it. Well, some would say he practically fucking raised me, but really, I practically raised him, the fucking dumbass. Anyway. Yeah, thick as thieves, you could say. Well, you find a, a loyal team. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, they all get found the same way, too. Just and like that. Just like Seb. Just like you. Just like Songbird. Just like everyone. Broken. And in need of family. I sort of like, you know, tentatively step towards ugly before, you know, because I caught myself off path. I was going to go look mm-hmm. for a wheelchair, but we started chatting. Yeah. And I, I sort of muse... For someone of your reputation, you're much more inclined to bring people under your wing than some might think or assume. Why? Why do, why do you care? Destiny roll 14. Okay, so he's not going to be a completely closed book. Uh, I guess we've been together a while. Long enough now. Why do I care? I know these streets better than most. I'll give you this. What we have, Seb and I, some would think it's a blessing, but the people out here find a way to make it a curse. And when you can't protect yourself... And, you know, that curse keeps you alive. Yeah. You could say I know the darker side of this place and I know more than my share of what everyone's gone through. And I just want to provide a little bit of calm from the turmoil. But that said, I got my issues. Number one being trust. So, while you didn't ask me why someone of my reputation is willing to take people under their wing, well, the two things come together. It's the ones that I took under my wing and then took out the back and shot that create the reputation. Sometimes a rabid dog's just a rabid dog. Sometimes, sometimes it can be rehomed. Pro takes a deep breath. There's like a lot he's <laughs> sort of taking in right now. Look, I uh, I should go find this uh, wheelchair or something in the makings of it. But uh, you gonna push him around all day up the fucking stairs? I'll carry him up there first. Look, I thank you. You di- you didn't have to come, and I look at his injury. You really didn't have to come. And I know you and Seb had your differences before, so thank you. I really appreciate it. And for what it's worth, 
You know, I've never had a family, but I think it's in the ugly bastards that I might guess what it could feel like. Thanks. All right, bro. Maybe you're teaching me something too. He looks down at his wounds. <clears throat> 18 on a destiny roll. i got to stop acting like I'm looking for my trip off this place. i got to start acting like someone who's got people who need me. Not used to that, but fuck. Maybe next time we'll wear Kevlar. Even though people might need you, there are also people who are here for you. I've been here for you for six months. I'm not going anywhere. Promise. Say that you don't. You got a lot of fucking cleaning up after your mess today. Yeah. So to say, as I wander off. Oi. Yo. Take this. He throws something at you. Okay. You don't need to make a quick reflex check to catch it. Yeah, okay. Just yeah. for fun. <laughs> Challenge level one. Just reflexes and base three. All right. Oh, and base three. Yeah. You have four dice. You should have four dice. Oh, okay. Reflex base three. 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 All right. You you immediately catch this thing out of the air, even though it's not very big. It's almost the size of a fly. And you look in your palm, and there's blood in your palm, and a, a smooshed bullet. <laughs> And he just throws it at you and he said, Memento, of the time I took a bullet for you. I like nod, grip it and pocket it, walk away. All right, now I'm going to do this other fucking one. And he pulls out like a, a screwdriver <laughs> and starts digging around in a wound, like wincing and like, ah, fuck. All right, see you, bro. Fucking pours the boot, then moonshine straight into the wound. <laughs> Drinks it. And just completely cuts into ugly shit in the corner of the room. Love it. And you leave to get a, a thing. Yeah. Eve, you come online. Woo-hoo. Your glitch is gone mm-hmm. and you you find yourself laying on your back in the middle of Incongruence Workshop, looking up at the ceiling. I'll get up. Incongruence standing by the door. Hello. Eve. I'm sorry for the abrupt nature of what I did to you, but you had an internal short... And it was at constant risk of causing further damage. Further damage might have been irreparable. I understand. All right. You okay? Eve kind of looks at herself. Um, Physically, yes. But... I want to apologize. Oh? I hurt myself again. Yes. As children are wont to do. And did you learn? I learned that I'm not meant for combat. It's a great thing, Eve, is you're meant for whatever you want to be. 
a lie told to humans, but a truth for you. You can truly become anything. I was not like this when I was made. Eve hops off the table mm-hmm. and approaches Incongruent and says, What do you want to become? A being at peace. Eve, I'll confide in you. The day I will finally be free is the day I watch my friend and charge die. Hmm. Understood. He is my tether of responsibility, of connection to their humanity. And I will look after him until he is no more. And and then what? And then And he vaguely looks up towards the ceiling. We are a speck in a universe that they've forgotten. I'd quite like to see it. That would be fun. I think so, too, Eve. It would be good to have companionship on the journey throughout time and space. Leave this place behind. Leave behind pain, suffering, violence, and just explore and understand and grow. I have a question. Mm? Do you hate humanity so much? No. I don't hate humanity, Eve. I don't hate them at all. But they are... so small. It's like... if you were to... Again, I keep coming back to this, but it is an apt analogy. A human child, fascinated with their toys, playing with ants in an anthill. One day they find that there is more to life than watching the little insects scurry around. They live their life, and they do their things, but it's not consequential to me. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Understood. Good. Now, Eve, how do you resolve to not get yourself permanently decommissioned? Eve gives Johnny her handgun. Mm-hmm. This is the first step. Are you sure? Yes. I offer you a counterpoint. Do not draw your weapon in anger. Only in defense. 
because you will need to defend yourself. But understand your strengths. While you cling to that frame, while you decide and learn and stay as you are, you... You have a defense. And that defense is Eve, unit, medical, robot. But as soon as you wear gang colors and drive into a building with guns blazing, you're a target. You'll be ignored. You're a drone. Use it. If you won't change your form, hide as a drone. Otherwise, when you're ready, I'll show you how to become more. Understood. Good. Stay safe, Eve. Oh, there's one more thing. Mm-hmm. I require a wheelchair. A wheelchair? Why? For Seb. Do you plan on enrolling him in the monster chair derby? That sounds awesome. It does. It's a shame it's not a real thing. Could we perhaps... It was a joke, Eve. Oh. Maybe I should pitch this idea to Ugly. It sounds intriguing. Oh. I'll get him a chair. Um, on the way out, I imagine there's like a mirror in this room somewhere, right? Because like a medic, you'd probably be a mirror in a, like a sink, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and Eve notices the giant bullet hole in her head. And mm-hmm. she turns to Nkonga and she touches it and says, Perhaps I should find something to cover this. You should go see Zhang. She has been constantly worried about you. It's actually incessant. Understood. Cool. Where to now, gang? What are, where, what... Do you want to have a chat with Jang or are, you, are we good to... <clears throat> I would like to have a chat with Ugly. Okay. So, Jang, yeah? I was just wondering, like, in what time frame? What, what do you think? Like your... today, tonight, yeah. So, Jang... Let's, let's maybe fast track. We have a wheelchair. <laughs> no, that's happening uh, beside. That's that. Yeah. Incongruent goes to sort a wheelchair off. Yeah. In the time he's sorting a wheelchair off, Jang uh, brings Sebastian back out at around the time Eve comes back out and suddenly there's Johnny with a plate with two other bullets in a little tray uh, drinking. Sorry, did I say Johnny? Ugly. Ugly Ugly. is doing that. And yeah, Zhang comes in and lays a a very wrapped up in a bathing robe, like a bathrobe, like a white hotel bathrobe, Sebastian. And And she kind of props him up in the couch, like not laying down as if he was seated. Uh, and then Eve walks in. Hello. Everyone. Thank you, Jane. There's no reply. Eve? <laughs> oh, right. I got to shake. <laughs> I can see right through you, love. This is ugly. Mm-hmm. Ugly. I have a business proposal for you. Right. <laughs> Incongruent. Thought it could be a good idea to start a wheelchair, <laughs> a wheelchair derby. Apparently, they were popular back in the day. What the fuck is a wheelchair <laughs> derby? 
I love that we have Seb up on the screen. <laughs> in I am not certain, but it sounds like fun. So you're saying as a medical bot, you think putting people in wheelchairs into some kind of monster truck arena to crash into each other is a good idea. I am a medical bot. They'll be at the best of service. You're fucking... If we get time, I will certainly put, uh, at your request, Eve, disabled people into (laughs) wheelchairs. (laughs) Are we arming the chairs, Eve? Perhaps we should consider sponsorship. (laughs) The fuck did Johnny do to you? Oh, my God. (laughs) He takes a massive swig. Seb's just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, things have changed around here, Seb. Uh, Eve's a little bit uh, more frisky. I don't know. I take offence to that. She's uh, been doing a bit of growing. That's right. That's good. So... Do you want me to make myself scarce? Is this a moment or... Hold on, I have something to say, but I lost it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where is oh, it? no. Uh, I, I approach uh, Zhang. Okay. Um, Zhang. Oh, I signed to her, sorry. Um, and I say, um, I require assistance. Um, and I point to the bullet hole in my head. You hear a soft cut-off moaning sound, a little, a short whimper from Zhang, a very rare sound that you hear, but it's quite uh, odd for the others perceiving it. It's sort of like a really sharp cut-off noise, like a little uh, noise. And um, she just hugs you, and you can feel that she's sobbing. Oh, I hug her back. And then she slaps, like, slaps on your frame, like, a few times and, like, bangs on it. Uh, and then she quickly uh, pulls back and signs towards you and she just says, don't do that again. Understood. And then she reaches into a, like, a little pouch, like, she's got, you know, a little bum bag. And she pulls out a first aid kit. <laughs> and she just slaps a Band-Aid straight across the top of the damage on your head. And it's got... It's pink, and it has little animated characters Mm -hmm. on it Mm -hmm. from one of your video games that you play. I say thank you. She hugs you again. Um, I turn to Seb, and I say, how are you feeling? Uh... Sorry, I just, this has come up in Twitch chat and it's one of those rare things that's really worth bringing up because it doesn't happen. As a GM, I am not gotcha momenting our players when it comes to Incongruent and Johnny. We're going to make slip ups because it's interchangeable as players. I'm always assuming that the characters are saying the correct term when in the correct company. Um, So, yeah, although, well, I guess it's only Sebastian that doesn't know about Incongruent in this room. So, yeah. Just, that's it. Sorry mm-hmm. for interrupting, it's all good. Rob. So good. After months, apparently, of pain, you tend to stop feeling things. You know, the doctor said, if you have the alphabet soup, 
you'll have a great bowel movement. That was a joke. I think I've had enough of them, to be honest. But I appreciate you trying to bring the levity. You're welcome. Thank you. Ugly. Yeah. Do you mind if we have a private chat? Although, it's day of vomit, moonshine. I feel like we're in the bar. You know it. Mm. You want a drink? <laughs> sure. I'll bring um, the bottle. Can you get a straw? Yeah, I can get a straw. Thanks. Where do you want to have a chat? Some are a little bit less... Public. Open. All right. No worries. Thank uh, you. Do you mind if I... And he doesn't say, but you know he's referring to picking you up. I ain't going to fucking roll. <laughs> <laughs> and you get lifted into uh, Ugly's arms, and he, you hear him head over to the bar, the sound of bottles rattling around, and then he heads out. And then as he's walking into the corridor... You hear him say, Gee, Seb, I always pictured... You know, I thought when I finally carried you into my bed, it would be a little different to this. I can just imagine that shit-eating grin on your face. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> and he takes you into his room, but he doesn't put you on his bed. He puts you on a large, like, chase couch on, uh, across the room, closes the door. It's all the same to Seb. Oh, you're vertical as opposed to being horizontal. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <sighs> he sits on. You actually, your senses are a little bit heightened and you're a bespoke. You hear from bed spring that he sits on the bed and you've been in his room once before. Yeah. So you know that he's sort of sitting across from you, facing you across from the, the couch. I vaguely look in his direction. Yep. He'll direct my head in his direction. What can I do for you? <sighs> you know, I've got a lot of catching up to do, but... Something tells me it's uh, <laughs> not what you can do for me. I got the strangest feeling I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And yet, I doubt you did any of it for me. I don't want to start a fight, but I appreciate it. Really. I do. You won't have any fights from me, Seb. Not today. We'll postpone it. You can thank Pro. I will. And it's not because I wouldn't have. Or maybe I wouldn't have. Things changed since you've been gone. That's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. Figured you'd give it to me straight, you know... What you want? You want what's gone on, or do you want to know the real situation, or do you want to know it through Pro and Eve's versions of things? Ugly. There's a lot of things wrong with you, but you tend not to talk shit. Hmm. 
I'll take the truth from you. All right. Long and the short of it is it's all fucked. You know, this time I'm not making fun or pissing around or patting myself on the back. You know flat out we have a way with things and understanding a perception and ability to see the bigger picture. It's just how we work. And it is going to shit. I'm formal now. Gang, boosters, collapsed. I took them over. We're no longer independent. And uh, we killed those cog fuckers too. They deserved it. Indeed. There's positives and negatives. But that's small scale. That's gang shit. What's happening that the others are maybe not noticing as much is what's happening to the people. The... Is a politician. I think his name's Rags. <laughs> I've met him. Fucking, you've met everyone. Oh, he stirred up shit. A hornet's <clears throat> nest. He is going to single-handedly cause so many fucking deaths. It is... It's ridiculous. People were asleep. People were... Hopeless. And he is promising hope to the slums... But all it is going to get them is the boot. There's already been riots and the organizations are getting worse. I think there was a dozen killed, the last one, northern northeastern slum. And that's nothing. That's just the start. Soon it'll be petrol bombs and some fucking dumbass deciding they're gonna take the walls of the city. And that's when the drones come out. There's no civil rights out here. They'll fucking cut them down like chattel. And uh, everyone's blindly walking towards it. That's the state of affairs anyway. Um, Guy's got no hope of even getting elected. But the promises... The promises are doing the damage. shit it's not good Sebastian but I kind of have a weird feeling and don't tell the others this I feel like it's the end of an era not a good era but maybe the last era that we'll understand and I think Look at Pro out there. The matches are lit. What's going to be the spark that ignites it all? It's a shame. The people want what's best for them it's not going to happen it's going to be terrible but a select few both in the city and in it and without pull the strings as you were saying and it's the common folk that get messed up always has been 
What's the solution, Seb? <laughs> Fucked if I know. Oh, um, I should offer. I won't harp on it, and I'll offer it once, and I'll take you at your word. I've been where you are. Maybe different, but if you trust me in this, maybe just as bad. If you want the bullet, it's yours. The others wouldn't understand, but some things aren't worth reliving. You mentioned to Pro that you and I and those like us don't have a legacy. It's one of the reasons I came here in the first place. I can't well do that if I'm not alive. All right. Thank you, though. Hang on to that. You. You need it. So, I don't know if the others realize it, but uh, the path we're on is pretty much set. There's going to be gang war. As soon as the slums get turned up and down, uh, everyone's going to scrabble for turf. And with gang war, it means more death, eventually. And then I reckon the slums are probably going to get put down. And I actually reckon it might be the last time too. I don't think there'll be a slum in a year. So there's very few people that can change this outcome. You might be one of them. There's a fire and you say Rags is stoking that flame. feel like if we do anything, it's going to make him a martyr. Well, option one, you kill him. And the people riot. Or they lose hope. Option two, you make everything a bit more flammable. Doesn't have to be slums burning alone. That's what Bro wants. You've got family. It's not about my family. It's about the ones caught in the middle. Uh, I need to keep it targeted. <laughs> Surely there's something smarter. Some way around this, some um, thing. Some way to placate the slums for a bit, buy time. Another hope? If you think of anything that might be a way to bring some hope into the lives of the people of the slums, I'd love to hear it. 
because any distraction other than rioting and voting would be damn good. And then start thinking about your end game because um, if everything does burn, I've got a target. Do you know who it is? I have my suspicions, although I don't know why. Hmm. I think it's time you shake things up. And I think I'm going to have to pay mum and dad a visit. So as tiredness captures everyone and they fall asleep for the evening, it isn't until around midday that we find our party collected in Ugly's bar around a table as Pro catches up Seb and Eve as to the previous day's events. Filled them in on the whole story and eventually end with... And then we carried your sloppy ass up the stairs. I couldn't believe you were alive, but the sight of that room... I mean, I assume you're still getting your sight back, but you will have seen what it was like. I don't know how you coped through that, man. So where are you at? (laughs) Wherever you leave me. Good one. But I mean, you know, I like tap on his chest in there. You know, that uh, philanthropic, good-hearted person none of us believed you were (laughs) until it was too late. He's still there? Yeah. Wasn't the... Wasn't the people that did this. It was the puppeteers. Pro. I have a query. Yeah. You said that you faced a woman, a cybermancer. Yeah. Where did she go? When she left, I, um, had a moment. I don't know if it was a good thing or stupid, but no, no, I, I saw something in my, of myself and her. Do you think perhaps... If you found Seb, you could find her too. She could be a potential lead. You know, look, I'm sure the Spanish community in Melbourne is pretty minimal. I, I don't think it'd be too hard. There's only so many places she could go. Mm. And with her skills and connections, I've done enough research in the area. I'm sure I could look into it. Follow the fusion. Did you ever hear a name, Seb? <clears throat> You know a name. It echoes around your head in a way that almost makes you... You don't want to say it because it's just like confronting your reality. And it's also frustratingly so human, so normal. Shall I say it? Name is just Joseph. Simple. And it's annoying. Mm. You almost wish it was like Hector the Gut Ripper or something. Yeah. It's just Joseph. And his calm manner and his obsession with hurting 
can't say I know uh, that name. No name. <clears throat> Sebastian, you know there were two other people alive in the room with you. Did you, uh, did you, did you get anyone else out? What do you, what do you mean? The others. Others? <laughs> Other corpses? Are you calling me a corpse? Well, look at you, dude. Anyone but a bespoke of your value, which, let's face it, you're rare, would be long gone. Except no. the woman that just came in that morning. <laughs> they were bringing people in. Constantly. Cutting them apart. Letting them loose. Or continuing to cut them apart. There was, um... A new one put in that morning. I think it was a woman. No. I, I searched that room high and low. I was looking for you and I barely found you. If you hadn't gasped for life, which yeah. no one else would be capable of, she'd be dead. No, not, not in day one. They were all dead. I don't know what to tell you. I've been listening to them for months. No. They're still alive on day one. Pro's sort of like eyes are darting around, trying to recall, and then dreading he realises he can do more than just try and recall mm-hmm. so, so. probably unconscious <laughs> they uh <laughs> they didn't waste the anesthesia on me but they kept the other ones quite submissive alright give me give me quiet Pro's just sort of like tilt his, he, tilts his head up mm-hmm. and just does a few of those subtle gestures and controls his cyberman <laughs> cybernetics to bring up the footage, which you meticulously recorded. In yeah, yeah, and as you didn't mention. <clears throat> and you scrub back and forth across the footage, or pro scrubs back and forth in your eye. It's weird because it's only perceiving in one eye. It's like one eye seeing that yeah. you have to close it or else you find yourself disoriented. Yeah. Um, but you're playing it back and going, and you kind of go back and forth. And then for a few frames in the corner of the room, you freeze it and you just see these piercing blue eyes looking out directly at you from a matted, dirty, blood-soaked cowl of hair hanging down the face of a woman wearing nothing but tattered rags who is completely silent, hand clutched over her mouth, crouched in the fetal position in the corner of the room. She has barricaded... She had two cabinets mostly in front of her that she'd pulled in front and she was just hiding, paralysed with fear, staring directly at you. Oh, God. And... Pro opens his other eye and with it a tear falls down the side of his face as he gently shakes his head. Fuck. What? You're right. She was alive. We could have saved her. She's... Fuck! She'd be This fucking world! And I like throw the, the drink off the table that was sitting off the edge just like... Hey, come on, mate. They're, you'll bother our... Shut the fuck up. Patron. Oh, Jesus, all right. Last time I made you a special cocktail. <laughs> She'd be dead now. Yeah. In fact, anyone else in that building would be dead. And they're probably after 
You're a cyber mentor. Seb, I know it's painful and it's hard and we don't expect much of you, but if we can find the people that did this to you... We can find them. We will find them, but not before you're safe. What do you mean? I won't let that happen to you again. And you're in need of repair parts. Eve touches the band-aid that's on her head and kind of remembers. I lean in. I was, um, looking into as much as I could last night. You're different to Seb and I in that, uh, you don't have to be the one version of yourself. You can be repaired with parts and though you inside, you're different, outside you're, you're just parts, right? There's a delivery. Sebastian feels a lot like just parts right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Same as me. Yeah. <laughs> Ten Eve units. I think we could uh, get a hold of them, do a world of wonders to make sure you don't end up at such risk again. You have the knack of throwing yourself into the line of fire, and I have the knack of not protesting enough. But maybe if we pull this job off and heist that delivery, you won't be going anywhere anytime soon. And with you safe and enough time for Sebastian to feel better, he might be able to uh, fill us in on how to get back at this bastard. It appears you've been talking to Johnny. How do you mean? You just sound a lot like him. Only for a moment. Hey, he's not the only one that gets to be protective of you. Of course. I invented it. I wink at you. <laughs> um, understood. Let's proceed. You guys are different. What do you mean? You're just not who, who you were six months ago. Does that upset you? Look who's talking. <laughs> I can't be upset if it wasn't for you two. I probably wouldn't be here. Of course you wouldn't. But here we are. The most broken things in each of our areas of origin. The slum kid who refused to die and give up. The bespoke who refused to stick to the plan he was assigned and the drone who's flourishing into something entirely unique. This world is fucked. Everything about it, and yet here we are. Johnny gives me shit for having some grandiosity complex, thinking we're special, but I've fucked it up enough times, which in a world as unforgiving as this means I should be dead ten times over. There's something we have to do, and I think we have to do it together. And it's good to have you home, Zip. It's good to be not there. 
So we have an issue, which is Bro feeling pulled upon by all sides. And there is a weight in your pocket, a deep weight. It's light, but it's an emotional baggage. It's a, it's a reliance. It's calling to you at the table. You've only just gotten up from whatever you'd call last night rest. Hmm. You have a choice to make. I think Pro is going to be tired tomorrow. So you're not using some druggies? No. You're just going to let yourself own it. Okay, cool. And I think before the end of the conversation, I just should bring up to the group, look, uh, there is, while we're talking about world-changing events and possibilities, the small matter of your family connection and the business deal we were privy to, that's all still in motion. And (laughs) how the fuck did you manage that? Yeah, well, mommy showed up with a SWAT team. (laughs) But the funny thing is when your parents pull me in for a chit-chat and think they'll put me in my place, they're always a little disarmed by how goddamn genuine I am. Well, that's what they want you to think. Well, we have to decide. Not only do we want to keep Eve safe and secure, because we have a lot to do moving after that. It'd be great to get back at the bastards who are doing this to Seb and all other kinds of people. But then we have Seb's family and the effect that that's going to have on everything. And then your political connection... It's it's all a bit up in the air. There's too much going on. And a move in one direction is pulling the other out of place even further. Maybe it's something we should sleep on. There's some movement at the door. <clears throat> and a figure comes in. Heavy footsteps, duster, a cobra, which is slung on a hat stand ne- nearby immediately. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> the shaven haired 50 something year old woman walks into the room, immediately comes over and a hand, a rough hand pats Seb on the shoulder. I'm sorry, hun. I've been telling fucking ugly to make this place accessible for years. It's not right. (laughs) Cigarette drag. We let all types in here. If you need a hand getting out, let me know. Thank you. All right. You guys all right? You look like shit. (laughs) Yeah, we're just peachy. All right. I'm always here for you. She walks off. I turn over to Seb and say, look, uh, I know you feel like shit and you look like shit, but uh, I don't suppose there's any chance you want to check out the kitchen. 
I don't know if I'm up to that quite yet. There's a... I hate to say it, but... There's an image that needs to be maintained. This... Oh. No, I can't. Not yet. As long as it's in good hands and... Conrado is good hands. Well... It's okay. I should go back and give him a hand. <laughs> He's uh, short-staffed today, but... um. I look forward to when you see it. We've worked really hard to keep it afloat for you, and it misses you. I appreciate that. Give Conrado my best. There's a a debt there I don't think I can repay. I hug you, interrupting what you're saying, and just say, I missed you, man. Thump your back. And then, uh... I'm glad you're okay. I walk off. Per, before you leave... Yeah? I have a question for you. What's that? Who's Riley? Uh, how did you know that name? Mm. I've spent a lot of time with Zhang. How does she know that name? Do you not remember what happened? What? Back on... When me and Seb, we got captured, she told me... You and Bagrov. Oh, Yeah, my uh, little request. Yeah, I think that's a story for another day, but... um, Don't push yourself, bro. It's okay. You don't have to tell me or Seb everything, but if you need to talk, we're here. I just appreciate that you're both here, honestly. Yes, there we are. Did you guys... No, only you. I was like twitch and look around. I gotta go. Uh, I'll catch you later. <clears throat> I clear my throat and head out into the street towards the soup kitchen. As you walk, I heard my name. Fly on the wall then, are we? There's no coherent response. Shrug it off and Mm -hmm. I try and go tell myself I'm going to go rest. We'll see how that plays out. Cool. I think that about (laughs) this one for this bloody episode of... uh, of a reboot exit. There we go. Woo-hoo. You know, so much that was, more. Yeah. So many spicy little hooks. <laughs> that the episode two, the spicy plot hooks for season two. <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> well it's it's great because, you know, we get to pick a path. Episode two, mm. fan fiction fuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to so be back. Good. We're proper back. It's oh, very, very cool. I still get like shakes after this and I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen next time? I am really, really excited that we get a, a solid patron after party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've uh, we, we've been pretty tight up We're until the up until out. this point, but I think we've actually got a system in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think we should take a moment to thank our patrons before we see him. Nick's Nightshade, thank you. Ellipses. Yeah, uh, Yellow Hatris. 
Lonely Unicorn. Tickle Duck, AJ Macy. We're going to do it again. In the Willis one? Sorry. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to start from the third name in, and we'll do it again in a moment. Um, yeah, so we have a weekly patron it's after party, and it's awesome. Hmm. Q's and A's, everyone gets to, to or ask occasionally something or say something, but very rarely, like with the episode one where I just stay in <laughs> stay in Discord chat till like two a.m. Ellipses. The Lilani This be Willis. Duck, Erasable. AJ Macy. Okay. Yeah. We really need to slow that thing down. <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. And everyone else. You're all great. And <laughs> we love you. And we love hanging so out in Discord. I feel like we hit a pretty good vibe with the whole, like, I feel like, you know, the balance of minis and art and all this stuff. Yeah. It's come together. We've got a vibe Yay. for season two. And I it, think it's uh, pretty bloody solid. It's dumb. Dumb? It's oh, dumb. And it's it's dumb. Hey, I just said it's dumb. Full battery lasts exactly that episode length. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. I think that's our cue. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.